Welcome to Abuse Exposed, a podcast about the secret of abuse. Each episode, we deliver intriguing Christian and personal experiences on abuse and how to overcome it. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified mental health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or mental condition. Now, here's your host, live from Texas, I Speak Motivate. Hello, hello, hello. This is I Speak Motivate, and I'm so excited to be with you guys today. Thank you for the ones that are just trying us out and are new. And we definitely want to thank the ones that have been there from the beginning that listen to our episodes. It means so much to us. At the Abuse Exposed podcast, we want to break the stereotypes of abuse as well as expose the pain of abuse and create a community for victims, survivors, and thrivers alike. Now, Today is episode 63, and we are going to do a commentary on something that was beautifully written by a survivor named Rachel. And I felt like it was really important because other survivors can give us the education we need and preparation to help us move forward. So it says, number one, leaving is only the first step in recovering from an abusive relationship. Leaving is only the first step in recovering from an abusive relationship. And it definitely is. And we say that all the time here at the Abuse Exposed podcast that leaving, it is literally the first step. We have to heal. Because if we do not heal, we'll just end up with an abuser with a different face. And you may say, no, I'm not going to get into any other romantic relationships. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be a job that's toxic. It can be a relationship at church, a relationship at school. You're going back and getting some type of higher education. And you are entering into organizations with toxic people. And you don't know that it's toxic because abuse is normal to you. And that's why we have to heal from that normalcy of toxicity in our environments. Number two, you may develop PTSD. Yes, that is definitely true. When I went to my therapist in um, Georgia, PTSD symptoms and here in Texas, PTSD symptoms. I was describing things that I've been through and experienced after the abuse. Um, I'm very hypervigilant and I had the flashbacks and I jump at certain noises or things. I get triggered and become scared and just start crying over something as simple, you know, as a cute dog picture or whatever it is. It's, I just buzz out crying or I become angry or I become scared and go into a state of a little girl. So that definitely does happen. And that's why therapy, again, is so important. Um, Keeping God first to give you that strength and going to therapy so someone can help you walk through your personal process to healing. 
The third thing is friends and family that you expect or need support from may not be capable of providing that. Friends and family that you expect or need support from may not be capable of providing that. And that is absolutely true because sometimes in those type of relationships, they have also been abused by the person as well. And they're going on their personal journey and they still may be in contact with the abuser and trying to sort things out. Just like you had your time that you were sorting it out. For me, it was eight years from when I started getting educated on what abuse was. It could take them 10 years or it could take them three years from the realization of, oh, wow, you know, let me try to work this out and see, you know, where I want to go with it. Or it could be um, a family friend that's neutral to both parties and they don't want to be on one side or the other and they just prefer to be a neutral party. So they just want to stay out of it. They love you, but they want to, they don't want any parts of it. Um, number four, some will not want to hear or believe your story. Definitely true. Some people don't want to hear it because it's someone that is very close to them and they have a personal relationship with them, or it could trigger their own trauma that they had. And by you telling your story, it highlights the fact that they went through trauma as well and they're not ready themselves to work through their own trauma so they don't want to hear yours. Um, and some people are victim blamers and victim shamers. They will tell you straight up, oh, you're just emotional. You're supposed to love your mom or your dad no matter what. You're supposed to, you know, be committed in a marriage, all of these things, or you're supposed to be committed to your job. All of these things to discourage you and to invalidate your experience. So that definitely will happen. So definitely stay strong within your journey after you left, because these people that enable or flying monkeys, they give strength to the abuser when we choose to go back because they want to minimize what happened to us and maximize the false pain that the abuser is going to. So a lot of people could be empathetic to the abuser. It happens all the time and they just don't want to believe it. It could be their brother or their sister you know, their daughter or their son. And who wants to hear that their family member is an abuser um, like the monsters they see on TV? So they just want to accept it and won't believe what you say. So we have to recognize that and be strong in that and be strong in our power and just move forward because we know the truth. So never let anyone invalidate you after that. If they don't want to hear it, it's fine. But don't let anyone 
discredit your story because it truly did happen to you. Okay. Now five, there is a potential for re-victimization from lawyers, therapists, and the court system that do not understand domestic violence. There is potential for re-victimization from lawyers, therapists, and the court system that do not understand domestic violence. Yes. And I understand, I, this happened to me on a personal level. The first counselor that I went to was, she didn't have, it, even though on there it showed like the credentials of like dealing with trauma, I don't think she, that was her every day. I think she more so dealt with cases of people that are having like stress when it came to school, you know, or stress in a marriage, you know, the normal everyday stresses type of counselor type situation. And so when I went over this story with her, it was a revictimization of, oh, parents do the best they can. And they said not other and this isn't this. And it was, you know, making excuses, you know, for them. And it just wasn't a good setting because it's something that I heard all my life from people um, that were around me when I was going through pain. I was living in a house of horrors, but people were saying around me, oh, that's so great. You're so blessed. This and the other. But they were not within the household because they they just weren't. And then when it comes to parenthood, of course, you don't have a manual. But even without a manual, you know, abuse is not acceptable. You will make mistakes as a parent, but we should know abuse is unacceptable. So that's when I start looking it up again. You know, I started calling different therapists, looking up nar- uh, childhood trauma, um, narcissistic abuse, really, really trying to pinpoint in their summary on um, psychology today to really figure out, you know, who would be best for me. And I end up finding one. And I didn't really have the money at the time because, again, I just um, separated, went no contact from my abusive parents. I just moved from Kansas City because I was going under the false fantasy that, oh, my gosh, my parents are finally loving me and they're going to help me like, you know, like normal family, happy families do. But, of course, that didn't happen. That was the love bombing stage just to get that control and isolation again. So again, we're just trying to make it. And um, so she ended up reducing her fee for me because she heard my story and just wanted to help me. And so it's so important to know that it may not be the first therapist or the second therapist that you see is the right one for you. And it's fine to change therapists. And because of that codependency, sometimes we feel like we're betraying that person, even if we met them for one second. 
and we said that, oh, I'm going to have counseling with you. We feel like we are betraying them if we pursue other services. But again, that's because we were brought up into making sure that we're loyal to everyone else except ourselves and except our own healing and feelings. So that's a bonus for you. A bonus tip. When you leave, you will feel extremely loyal and committed to those that invalidate your experience. But we have to gradually day after day, get out of that mode. And it definitely does take time. And she finally says, preparation may not prevent the pain, but it can allow you to brace yourself for it. Preparation may not prevent the pain, but it can allow you to brace yourself for it. Yes. The beautiful tips that she showed here allows you to get deeper into yourself before you leave and you could start looking for therapists you know to assist you you're prepared that friends and family may not understand or don't want to understand your experience because yes it's going to be painful it definitely is but once you know and it's not a surprise it hits a little bit different because you're preparing yourself for it so I just want to say you guys I completely love you all and you all have been doing so well and thank you for commenting under the comments it means so much to me that you guys are actively recovering and even those that are still in abusive relationships you have this it's the scariest thing to leave and it takes a long time to leave and again I said it took me eight years so when people judge people for staying in a lot of the times we're just learning and we're struggling back and forth we love them so much so it definitely takes time so I just want to say I love you and you have a wonderful day Thanks for joining us this week on Abuse Exposed. Make sure to subscribe to our show in Apple Podcasts and other social media platforms at Abuse Exposed so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thanks for being a part of the community.